one more sleep till baseball, playoff baseball returns to the city. It's the good hour. J.D. Bunkus and Ben Ennis from Fan Drive. You care that the games are at 4 o'clock? A lot of people were peeing in their pants over that one yesterday. Wait, people are mad? I missed that online discourse because yeah. I, I thought everyone assumed that the, the game would be at like 8 in the morning. <laughs> and I thought that would be like, people would be celebrating in the streets that it was you know, like almost, almost hey. 7 o'clock, like three hours before 7 o'clock. Major League Baseball values the Toronto Blue Jays and Seattle Mariners more than the Rays and Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Shout so out. How about that? How about, th- how about that one? Baseball fans, <laughs> Guardians, Tampa Bay Rays. All- how many people do you think watch Tampa Bay Rays games on TV? Like 14? You know what? I, I, I want to follow you down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. because they're, they're a laughable franchise and nobody shows up for the games. But yeah. apparently the TV numbers are good because, yeah. Because they got a lot of bars go- there. <laughs> so they just well, flip them on. They're like, yeah. And, and there are, like, fans of the, the Rays, but they don't go to the game. Oh, shut up. There's no fans of the Rays. I, I, this is just, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm not just going to accept Dude, there's you literally said one as, as guy. The it's Dick Vitale. There's one guy who's a fan of the race that I've ever yeah, heard of. Yeah, and in my don't you life. think if, like, you know, you were uh, in Tampa and you found out that Dick Vitale liked the team, you'd be like, "Well, that's a probably smart move." Yeah, I would. I 100. That's that's the only draw is you want to be like Dickie V, and you so yeah. you go watch the race. No, ugly uniforms, just teams where you can never invest in a star player. Awful ballpark. Yay. No one goes. Yeah, of course they all watch on television. They just throw it on a background noise. It's better than nothing, I guess. But no, I was shocked to see people cared about 4 o'clock. If you're a Mariners fan, you can be choked. Because 1 p.m. on a Friday, that's a tough one. Actually, you should be happy. Here's why. Yes. Because who's not letting you out of work? All of those yeah. guys in Seattle work fancy tech jobs anyway, basically, where they barely are working. They're like, oh, this is Silicon Valley North. What, and then, or you're one of the guys that flings the fish. Yeah, exactly. You throw the fish, and then you're done. <laughs> How many times do you have to throw that fish, honestly? It, you don't have to throw it at Pike's Market. You're working there. We could shut down the market early and go watch the Mariners game. It's 1 o'clock. That's what time a baseball game comes on. Also, baseball does this all the time where games come on at weird hours on getaway days. I don't know why this would be so jarring to people, but apparently it was. Like, apparently a lot of people were pissed. I love it. Being done early and feeling like you have also, here's the, I wish they would do this the whole rest of the way because next week, starting Leafs games. Like ones I want to watch, the real games, not just preseason catching 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, full game experience. If they could just keep the Jays, 4 o'clock, roll that to 7, 7.30, start the Leafs. That's my dream. That's, this is the world I've been wanting to live in. Yeah, of course, but we're not normal people. I, I, I wish all sports were, were played in the middle of the afternoon because we don't have normal jobs. I'm sure normal people who wear the three-piece suit and they, you know, they work for the man, <laughs> wear not the us. wear three-piece suit every day. That's well, too much. All right. They're not getting married at work. <laughs> this isn't peaky right. blinders. Like a, like, a vest is a little yeah, much to be wearing. Dude, you can't jump right. to work in a vest. That's too Especially much. Especially in the summer. Yeah, I love, I love to think that someone listening to this right now is just sitting at his desk streaming this in his little vest. <laughs> He's just sitting there. <laughs> Vests are fine. What do you guys know about fashion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Shout yeah, but that, that normie, guy. that yeah. normie, of that, course, hates, yeah, yeah. mid, mid, 
day games because he works a normal job and most yeah. people do work normal that's why it's called a normal job yeah. but yeah we work weird job and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> obviously like i wish every I sporting wait till we're out on our like ass noon. and we have no other skills and all the normies are like how's that cool job going for you how's that unique job going for you as we're yeah. you know bringing back being the squeegee boys because what else can we do like what skills well, do you the- have a hundred percent. It's yeah. If this all falls apart for yeah. us, we're I don't know. We we're, we're I don't know. No. Like it, you, you got to like come up with an invention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's your I, first move. Invention. Yeah. No, you are yeah, not yeah, inventing yeah, anything. What are you yeah, inventing? I, my dream is the I I know the story of the Trivial Pursuit guys, and they okay. used to work at, at a newspaper that were similarly <laughs> like they they couldn't have any other job, yeah. and and they started Trivial Pursuit, and then they didn't have to work anymore. So yeah, like yeah. I, I I don't know. If so all you're saying are... is you need to invent a time machine so you can go back in time and invent Trivial yes. Pursuit. <laughs> that seems like a good invention. That seems like a good one. I'm How about screwed. Trivial Pursuit for dummies? Yeah. Like, is there another? Is there an offshoot of Trivial Pursuit that I can invent? There should be. Honestly, there should be. All those games are too hard. I actually, can I confess something to you? I didn't expect to be confessing today because we're going to do, uh, we're going to do so many questions. Toronto Blue Jays playoff edition. Very excited for the return of so many questions. Um, like it's going to be great. I also want to look back a little bit on this season, um, but I'm intimidated to go to trivia because I like to purport myself as a reasonably smart guy, right? Like, I think I'm. Just a little bit above average smart. Would you give me that? Would you give me just oh, a yeah. yeah, okay, a little bit above average. Yeah, yeah. But in in the world that we in the circles that we we frequent, you you might as well be Albert Einstein. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I can't pierce the veil of that by going to trivia and having actual quiz people just dominate the entire time out there. Like I think I would choke even in sports trivia. I don't I don't even yes. if it was catered to me, they could do the dumbest type of trivia that I feel the most confident in and, and I think I would choke. And so I I'll do anything before I'll go to trivia. Trivia is the last place that you'll find me. Okay, two things on this. Yeah, so quick. one is yes, 100%. It's a no-win proposition. It's like it's like the professional baseball players yeah. who play in the celebrity slow pitch and it's like, oh, if they go too hard and they 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 show everybody up then they look like jerks and if they fail, yeah. then you're like, what what I don't think that I would look like a jerk if I dominated trivia. Sports trivia maybe. That would be the only place where it would people would Bad and I, sure. no, but no one thinks about. I'm smart enough. Where all of a sudden I'm crushing, no, no, you know, no. historical. I'm about yeah, okay, good. Okay, and se- secondarily, yeah. your mo is refusing to do things that might be potentially embarrassing. <laughs> like you, you, you are capable yeah. of skating, I yeah. believe. Like, yeah. I, although I've never seen it because yeah, you I mean. refuse I won't to play, play hockey. There's been plenty of opportunities to play in like charity nope. games and and shinny, and you just because you when aren't going to play goalie. When have, you ever, when have you ever invited me to play shinny? Well, in, in theoretically, you've yeah. been invited to play, play shinny. <laughs> yeah, theoretically. I have been many Dude, don't, times. No, don't you're right. You're me. right. If I'm not good at something, I don't want to do it. It's a, it's a real... Golf? I'm trying, Ball I'm, golf? But I'm trying to change that. That's really... And I've been trying to change that for a long time. I'm trying to be more vulnerable, and I'm trying to be more open-minded to the fact that no one cares about anything I'm doing and that I'm Correct. just irrelevant, and it's just... That's just right. do it. It's only you blocking you from you. That being said, No. It's harder for me to do stuff that I used to be decent at and then now stink at, and that's why hockey's full retirement. It's never, I'll never come out of retirement. But here you are doing a radio show every day. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that is. Oh, that's. 
uh, was poorly timed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so before we move on to so many questions, I do want to ask you just about, okay, I, I'm stuck on this one thought about the season, and I know that you're good at fleshing out some of the things from my brain, and I've tried to pitch this kind of idea to a couple of people over the last few weeks, but it, it really hasn't gotten there, right? Like, it, it really hasn't worked out. Um, the Jays won over 90 games. And they, by all accounts, if you would have told anybody at the beginning of the year, hey, they were going to win 90 games and they were going to be the number one wild card and they finished behind the Yankees, no one would look at that really as a disappointment, even though they were second in, in World Series odds, behind only the Dodgers, right? But this season has been so hard for me to evaluate. And, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Is it because... Last year was the innocent climb where everything was just fun and awesome. So even missing, it was just a little unexpected. And we loved that year so much. And Semyon and having Springer was brand new. And Vladdy was right there in the MVP standings. And they won a Cy Young. Like, last year's season was unequivocally more fun than this one. And yet the team is better. And they made the postseason. And yet I can't help but feel like it's been one of the weirdest years ever. Because you fired a manager... The people started to question the George Springer contract a little bit more. He lost Hunjin Ryu completely and entirely. There were obviously two bad free agent signings in Kikuchi and Berrios. Um, you had moments where you thought the bullpen was, again, a tire fire. It did work out in the end, and we'll get there in so many questions. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. took a pretty big... People don't like saying step back when I talk to like David Sampson about this, but statistically, it was a pretty major fall-off for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Bo Bichette went a very long stretch of struggling and now is normalized, but still, it just... Yeah, Teoscar Hernandez has had a subpar Teoscar Hernandez season. Like, how are you looking at this season in totality? Am I being a spoiled brat? Am I? Is it somewhere in between? What What happened this year? Why do oh, I feel man, this way? I, I so much want to call you a spoiled brat, and you are, but 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 not in this re- respect. Like you're, this, yeah. Secondary conversation. You're also a spoiled brat, but no, I, I do I do agree with you t- in some respect because of yeah the managerial firing because of the expectations. I mean, the front office would tell you that this team was underperforming at the All Star break, right? That's they they had just been swept in a four game series by the team they're going to play in the wild card round the Seattle Mariners and and Charlie Montoya was allowed to hang on for a couple extra games and then he was fired out of a cannon and pretty much since then they've been a pretty consistent ball club especially for the last month and a half right like this is this is the team we all expected um when the first pitch was thrown out by Jose Barrios and a sign of things to come that he only got one out in, in game one of 162. But yeah, they won 92 games, which is a, a game more than they won a season ago. They lost the American League Cy Young Award winner. They lost the guy who hit more home runs at second base than anybody in the history of the sport. And they improved. I think part of it also is that... So the Blue Jays are... like There's just no debating. and You, you can say that the eyeball test doesn't match this. Blue Jays have a great offense, and they have all season long. Like, there's been dips, ups, and downs, but that's the nature of baseball. But the also the, the other thing that's kind of uh-huh. lost in that conversation is that offense is, again, down overall in Major yeah. League Baseball. So, yeah. Bo Bichette's OPS Plus is below what it was a season ago. His o- or, or, sorry, his OPS is below what it was a season ago. His OPS Plus is higher because the bar for entry is lower. He's hey, having a better season by, this is, by you've OBS explained Plus. It. You've explained it. Basically, hey, this season 
for a 90-win team did kind of suck, but it, it sucked for everybody. Everybody sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, yeah. like, the Yankees got off to this obviously course, unsustainable course, yeah. start. Like that, that, that paints the, the picture, right? That yeah. if the Yankees don't get off to that insane start in, in June and July and then almost come all the way back to the field in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the Blue Jays are fighting tooth and nail with the Yankees for that division title and maybe winning it. Yeah. Then it's a, it's a different conversation because the, the division was never a realistic possibility for this team. Yeah, it's it's strange because I, I've felt that way essentially the entire year. I think it's the nature of a sports fan, and it's certainly in my nature to be looking at sometimes, oh, what is the failing of the team rather than what's great because it's it's easier sometimes or it's even more engaging to talk about the things that could be improved, you know, rather than yeah, the things well, that are already going great. Yeah, well, there's nowhere to go from, you know, this team's good or this guy's yeah. good. It's like, well, but, that's okay. Neat. But, but you're right. It's it, I guess that hearing about the offense being down across baseball really does help my brain fit around – this offense being very good because we've seen elite offenses in this city before, right? Like 2015 was the best offense in all of baseball. And I haven't had very many times this year where I felt like, holy crap, this, this lineup is just deadly. This offense is just completely untouchable. They're one of the best in major league baseball. And yet it's undeniable that they are. Okay. So the big story of the season, no doubt to me anyways, was Manoa and Gossman being the, the one-two punch basically of all of baseball. Like, it's harder to find anybody that was as impactful as those two guys. In fact, if you look at fan graphs, they would say there's unequivocally no one-two punch that was as good as those two guys. Like, they, they were the story of the season to me. Would you agree? Yeah, okay. uh, I think so, because there was no individual offensive player. While the offense was okay. good and you had a bunch of guys that were above average, no, other than Bo Bichette, again, by the end of the year, you, it has to be said that he had an elite offensive season at a premium defensive position. Okay, sure. I still can't get out of my mind that there were months and months of just not being able to even watch Bo Bichette play baseball. So as great as the last couple were... And as much as things normalize and as much as that's just being a young player with dips, uh, whatever, he is not the answer for me anyways to this question. And this is before so many questions. We'll get to it in a second. But this is my last retrospective on the year, okay? And some of this will change because the postseason is what matters. It's what we'll remember more than anything else, blah, 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 blah. So if we agree that Gossman and Manoa were the two stories of the season, right, or the story of the season in concert, what is the sec- secondary story of the year for the Blue Jays? Because this was this was kind of hard for me to come up with. Wow, the secondary story. I have a good one. It, it has love. to be the offense that that they that they have spread it out. Okay. Okay, if you won't let me have Bo Bichette, it's that that they have a bunch of. And we went over this. I forget who wrote it for the website, but that the Blue Jays have among the most two war players in all of baseball. Right, yeah. guys that are above average major league baseball players. The catcher. Whoever it is, Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, that's an elite, elite offensive and, should be said, defensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with Whit Merrifield, the way he's played at second base, that's turned into an above-average offensive player. Bobachet, we went over it at shortstop. Matt Chapman, despite a slow start, he's pretty much been what you expected out of Matt Chapman, a guy that hits bombs and works a count and takes the walks. We know the corner outfield guys, and I, I know you mentioned the George Springer thing. Like, he's basically got the same OPS as Vlad, right? And and playing center field. So I actually I, thought I think that, that last I checked it was slightly... No, it's it's 814-816. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same. They're the, they're the same guy, and they haven't played the same number of games because it must be said that Vlad... He steps onto the field every day, right? Yep. Like this is 
that and that's that's not nothing. That's a significant attribute. Availability, best ability, yeah, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. But yeah, so thank you, Mr. Cliche. I, I came up with that. Yeah, you did. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's the offense. Like, it's not one individual guy, though. It's not like last year where it was, it was Vlad hitting almost 50 bombs with an OPS of 1,000, right? Okay. It's just like there are no, especially with the way Whit Merrifield's hitting right now, there are no dead spots in the lineup. This is a meat grinder for opposition pitchers to go through. And look at the Mariners. Like you got your Jared Corral, like you, 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 you've got some guys that you can get out in that, that lineup. There's very few mm-hmm. around Major League Baseball and, and L.A. They got pretty good one. There's a few, but in the American League, until the the Blue Jays match up against the Astros, mm-hmm. if that in fact happens, hard hard to say that anybody matches up. Yeah, like you said, against their one two, but also the depth of the lineup. Okay, so you're kind of right. Because this is one of the ones that I wanted to do that you're and yeah, I won't even say you're kind of right. It's, this is an opinion, whatever. I just I, I went to the similar a similar direction to start. So I went to and I'm using baseball reference because they actually have the best layout for this. And so I, it's a whatever. If you want to quibble with fan graphs or another website, whatever, I'm just going to use baseball references war. Right. Uh, are there wins above average? Right. Let's let's go over to this page. If you look at the Blue Jays across the board for their positions. This is their rankings. Um, for first base, war. The Toronto Blue Jays, fifth. For second, uh, second base, Toronto Blue Jays, 13th. Look at third base, Toronto Blue Jays, ninth. Okay, that's decent. Shortstop, Toronto Blue Jays, 14th. Left field, Toronto Blue Jays, 11th. Center field, actually, I'll just skip ahead and just do outfield all. Outfield was 11th, okay? Here's where they were special. Catcher and DH. The catchers, to me, were the story of the season. They were second behind only somehow St. Louis, uh, or sorry, Philadelphia, which I guess, okay, Real Moto was put together an amazing season. I don't pay attention at all to the NL. But the catchers were special. Like Alejandro Kirk having a bit of a dip this year was one thing, but if you look at the other place where the Jays were in the top three, DH. And guess who was DH in a lot of times? A catcher. And who was the story of the year when it came to the trade deadline? And who was the story of the year in terms of potentially pushing one of those guys out? And who got a look? And who is being discussed right now as someone who should be on the playoff roster? It's Gabriel Moreno. To me, the story of the season, the secondary one, it, it is the catchers. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a fine one. And even with the dip in production and, and Alejandro Kirk now with an OPS under 800, you want to talk about the bar for entry in an yep. overall... Um, position major league baseball like yep. the catching position what's the average ops out of a catcher it's like 620 in major league baseball you know this is actually shocking before i get back to the catchers you know the the average ops in major league baseball is right now it's 706 uh, i was gonna guess that it's just barely above 700 yeah and and last year you would have said oh boy the offense is down it was 728 it was 22 points higher yeah. last year like it's yeah, yeah. The, they the killed the rules. baseballs. They killed the baseballs at the beginning of the year, and then they wanted Aaron Judge and Pujols to get home runs. So they changed them at the end of the year for those two guys, and they've probably the only reason that it even cracked 700. Anyway, I just think that Danny Jansen had one of the most overlooked seasons any Blue Jay has ever had. If he plays like 15 more games, people are talking about him in a completely different way. But he didn't, so whatever. Kirk, same thing. He was a man on fire for so much of the season, and this to me, when you're talking about like roster balance and the WAR players and above two. 
to me, the real thing that made the lineup deep night in, night out was the fact that they could put two catchers out there. No other team can do that. No other team can go say, we have two catchers, maybe a third one in Gabriel Moreno, because had he actually gotten a run, he probably yeah. would have been a Major League Baseball player this year. No team can replicate that. That was what made that lineup kind of have that extra depth and be able to sustain injuries to other players or dips in production from other guys. 100%. No, it's it's a and man, what was so interesting about yesterday's game which I watched uh, essentially none of. You're a psycho. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you watched those <laughs> I was like I watched literally zero. I thought I had a dark moment where I almost gambled on one of the games. Oh boy. I know. And then I I actually was like, "Oh, if you do this, you have to go to rehab. That's how this That's works. Right. You bet on this. It's <laughs> rehab time, buddy." And so I stayed away from all sports betting yesterday. Congratulations to me. Well, no, it was Moreno playing the corner outfield yeah. spots and a little bit of infield, right? Yeah. Like, if this – so, I, I've moved off my thought process that you got to clean up the catching position in the offseason because mm. it's such a, a position where attrition occurs, and it did with Danny Jansen at times this season. That's when Moreno got his look. But if Moreno is, like, turning into this super ultra-utility guy that not only can play corner outfield and the occasional, yeah, like, third base, but also catch. Yeah. Like, how – because I think we all understand that somebody in the corner outfield – spots is being moved this offseason and it's probably Tay Oscar Hernandez. Yeah. Uh you probably want to bring He made that another... one catch the other day. Uh I, it was the yeah. Brio start, right? Yeah, it was the Brio start right. in the rain against the Orioles. He yes. made that one catch and I went, but maybe you could. <laughs> you know, maybe you could. Maybe No, he's a, he's a yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. No, but no, that's, I know, but the yeah. outfield, I've, I've said this a million times. If the guy was even a competent right fielder, then the whole city would be completely in love with him, but he just has a brain fart once a week that you just go, ugh, it's a, it's a tough reminder. Anyway. Yeah, um, so he's probably moving on, and Blue Jays are going to get something in return, uh, and, and maybe that's another right fielder. But no, if Gab Gabriel mm. Moreno, I think, has to be in the major leagues next year, but maybe yeah. not necessarily as an everyday catcher. Right, like his bat, it, the baseline for him in the major leagues, and we saw this in his brief time here, is like a singles hitter. Yeah, he, he hit the the first career home run yesterday, and maybe that comes later on in his career. But he appears to be already a major league capable bat, yep. and and to have that guy as your third catcher who's a, got a great arm, um, and and maybe can he's a he looks a little bit different physically than Danny Jansen and certainly than Alejandro Kirk. So, like, Absolutely. the idea of him being in a corner outfield spot or playing third base doesn't feel out of the question. I mean, what a bonus to have. Dude, he's Okay, this is a conversation for a different day because I want to do offseason stuff more with you during the offseason, but it is an interesting touch point to think one of the things this team, this front office, always really wanted was guys who could play multiple positions. And then we started to get really down on that because some players would talk about, like, specifically... Um, uh, I can't. I can't get the name Colby Rasmus out of my head. No, Randall Grichik. Uh, Randall Grichik was talking about how it sucks to have to move, and there were a couple of guys, former Major League Baseball players, saying, "Hey, they, we overvalued the whole utility thing. It's actually better when you can just get in a groove and play your position." And we went, mm, and especially when the defense was bad, right? Now you see stuff like I don't know if Kevin Biggio will be here next year, but you just see a couple of guys on this roster now. Whit Merrifield, who's going to be here next year. Gabriel Moreno, who's going to be up with this club next year. You can start to see and start to envision like a couple of guys that are able to move around and play a couple of different spots and allow this team to configure themselves a little bit better for what they need that day. Anyways, what up next? So many questions, but first it's time for action brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19 plus Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Um, Pete. 
Not here today. Actually sick. Not fake sick like Joe was last week. Joe took a fake sick day on second week of the job. What I a... was sick. Yep. I was so sick. you say. I saw pictures of you on Instagram at a party <laughs> like four hours Disclaimer, after. that was four. my graduation. It's the second week of work and he's going. That was going. my college graduation. Yeah. Oh, I sure. To get my diploma. Hey, sure. What do you go to college for? Is it to get a job? To so get, which to one get, of those things do you think? Well, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> maybe, t- maybe get your priorities straight. <laughs> Little graduation party versus your actual job, Joe. Um, anyways, today is pick, par- uh, pick prop parlay day. Um, easy one for me. Quick one for me. Um, there's no Jonathan Taylor in this game. That means Naheem Hines is going to tout the rock. Um, I got a little stat for everybody here. I love this Naheem Hines one tonight. In games, he's played 50% of the snaps, which is 10 games. He's averaging seven and a half carries for 26 and a half yards. That's not very impressive, but he's averaging almost over six catches on almost eight targets for 44 yards with seven touchdowns in those games. So my pick for this parlay tonight is going to be over 27 and a half receiving yards for Naheem Hines. I think that's the way they get creative. I think that they end up checking the ball down. And yeah, if you just look at his career average, this is almost, you know, this is about 15 yards under where it should be. And so I think there's a ton of value on this one. So grab it now. What do you like, Joe? So that's a great stat, JD. I'm going to have to try to one-up you with my stat. Okay. It may not be as good, but... Well, don't set it up like that. Well, okay. It's going to be better then. Here, I'll set yeah, it up right. like that. Matt Ryan, since December 7th, 2017, he's played six Thursday night football games. He's thrown a pick in every single one. Ten in total. And he has... Five in his first four games this season. No Jonathan Taylor, as you mentioned. They're, they're still going to run the ball, but I think he's going to have a couple more throws, giving Denver more chances to intercept. Their defense has proven to be good, not necessarily with interceptions. They more force, you know, take the ball away. But I think tonight, Matt Ryan over 0.5 interceptions, minus 145 on DraftKings. It's, it's looking good to me. Matt Ryan's going to throw a pick, maybe two. Um, he has, you know, like I said, equal interceptions and touchdowns mm-hmm. in his first four games. So listen, you can get me to fade Matt Ryan. I've been fading Matt Ryan for the last four years. I'm a Saints fan. As, I've been fading him for ten years. Falcons fans have cried, <laughs> and now uh, Colts fans cry too. Uh, shout out my buddy uh, on Twitter there, Jake. Who hmm, maybe you should delete some tweets about me and parlays that win because I fade your team, Jake. Maybe <laughs> just. Maybe, baby. There was one other that, bet that I liked, but... Okay, well, we'll get it privately. We'll get it privately. We, we gotta privately. go. Uh, that was Time for Action, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Quick break, then in addition, the return of So Many Questions with Ben Ennis. Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Here with my buddy Ben Ennis every week, the good hour, subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, do all those nice things, share it on social media. For God's sakes, it's the least you could do. You enjoy this content, it's free. Don't ask you for anything. Just for a subscription, five stars, and to share it. So nothing. It takes two seconds from your day. I hate, I hate when people say that. We, we ask. It's free. We don't ask for your money. Like, that you close the door to people giving us money. Like, we say we don't necessarily Here's how good of a guy money, I am. But we will not decline it. your money. No, I don't. I will decline it. I just want the I, five I stars. Not. I just want the subscriptions. I just want the shares. All right. For the record, uh, send me your money. We used, to, <laughs> we used to do, yeah. We used to do a thing on Good Show called So Many Questions. And it returns now for the Toronto Blue Jays Playoff Edition. That song? Yeah, it's so good. 
Uh, okay, so Ben Ennis, so many questions. I asked you to prepare some. Uh, I have a bunch, so hopefully we can kind of rapid fire through these. Um, I'm going to start first. Blue Jays playoff edition, question number one. Should the Jays start stripling in game two if they win game one? No, they Ooh. shouldn't because... Disagree. I, I, like, I don't know... I, I don't think they will, but I know they have not announced a game two starter mm-hmm. yet. And I guess everybody's wheels are spinning that if they win game one with Manoa on the hill, that you put him in your back pocket, old Kevin Gossman. And if there is no game three, then lo and behold, here he is starting game one of the DS. What a great deal that is. That's insane. Like, in, in, in all of pro sports, we, I think, should have learned by now never to look ahead. You win the game that's in front of you. And I know it's not like you're punting on game two by, by starting raw strip. Like, you're, not. But you're not giving yourself the best chance to win the game. So you know what? who you're, you're starting to give yourself the best chance? The guy who actually had a better Fangraphs war than Alec Manoa, Kevin Gossman, game two. No, game two has to be Kevin Gossman, and maybe he doesn't line up to start game one of the DS, but you get him one extra time, and then maybe it, it saves you from having to use your bullpen on Sunday in a, in a game three. No, the idea that it's not Kevin Gossman if the Blue Jays win on Friday is mind-bending to me. Almost as could, mind-bending as Alec Manoa in game 162, but that was obviously never going to happen. Yeah, could not disagree more. I'm 100% throwing Strip out there for game two because it helps me line up that potential Astros series way better, and that is the team that you need to focus on if you're going to make a World Series, that's the team you got to beat. They should beat the they should beat the Mariners. The Mariners are just they're mediocre. It's just a mediocre baseball team that's going on the road and they're trying their damnedest to celebrate their whole ending of the playoff drought thing by being against the Jays. If the Mariners beat the Jays, it's a shocking upset to me. Like it really is. I've been watching the Mariners the last couple of weeks. It's just it's they got hot at a couple points of the season. That's it. Could they get hot? Could they beat the Jays? Of course they could. But guess what? The Blue Jays should still be favored in a game two with Ross Stripling at home. That's what they should be. And so, yeah, does it give you the very best chance to win? No, but I think that this team is not about winning a wild card series against the Seattle Mariners. They're about winning a World Series. This sets you up for that. Also, maybe gives you two extra days of letting Gossman heal that finger. And newsflash, um, it affects the splitter. That seems to be a pretty important pitch for this guy. He's getting laser treatment. He's trying to do whatever it takes to heal this sucker up. I want the extra time for Gossman to heal. I want to be better set up potentially for a series with the Astros. And guess what? This isn't a, oh, if you pitch him here, whatever. The, the Jays have been creative in the past. Everyone pooped their pants when they heard about Robbie Ray getting a start. And they went, oh, oh it can't call. be Robbie Ray. It can't be Robbie Ray. It's got to be Tywin Walker. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. I was one of them, by the way. I pooped my pants in about that one. Either way, I just think that this will set you up better they have been creative in the past and then you still have gossman for a potential game three at home which is the situation that you're in anyways roll the dice do take a shot be creative okay there's so many things that i disagree with like i've forgotten like half of them but let, okay. let's start with the thing that's that what i do though with. but that's what i that's my trick you know my trick i know is, yeah i was it, like it works, oh i want to jump in i know but it works for, but it works for and against me i've realized this that the more i give the more areas to poke holes but also the more i give <laughs> the more i can just avalanche someone with opinion it's it's a, it's yeah. a tricky thing I do. No, well done. Yeah. Well done. But yeah, I want to start with that, <laughs> that, that stupid comp about the, the game one, the Robbie Ray, Matt Shoemaker thing Ooh. that, you know, oh, but the Jays got super creative. Don't you, do that's not me. That's not how I sound. Don't talk to me like that. Say, um, let's normal. not rewrite history because yeah. Hunjin Ryu was pretty banged up by yeah. the end of the year. And there was uh, a big question about whether he'd even be available 
for that postseason series. I think giving him the extra day was the 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 biggest reason. You're that just he showing off, remembering two. things from two years ago. This isn't a big deal. What what do you actually have? What's tangible here? Where are we going with this? How dare you? First of all, yeah. uh, second of all, uh, Kevin Gossman gets his finger yeah. lasered after every start, so that's not unusual that he's got the old every, big, every the, start. The, Oh, buddy, well, here's what his I would finger suggest. routine, hey. like this, and, and you have to be like, I, I don't, that's why I'm not a major league pitcher, because you can't like bite your fingernails. You remember you R.A. Really... Dickey's little kit? No, I never saw his kit. Oh, yeah, R.A. Dickey was like, oh, yeah, dude, R.A. Dickey had a kit. He could have, if you needed a manicure, yeah. he'd take care of you in 10 seconds. Honestly, he should have opened up a business, and then he, because he could have overlooked all the people that worked there and been like, this isn't up to the standard. That's how serious it was. Anyways, yeah, go on. Yeah, he wishes he had a laser. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, Kevin Gossman uses many many a laser. Like, he is not a stranger to the uh, laser. So this is – and also, like, the splitter looked fine in that start that he was removed yeah. from and so apparently all healed up, ready to go. But th- this whole idea that the Astros are the team you need to focus on. you got to focus on the Astros. That's how you Once win again, a World this Series. this is two impressions of me that have been completely <laughs> off, and also I've never <laughs> sounded like that once. I don't know why yeah. I was Keanu Reeves and You're Bill Sean and Penn from, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, it's either Keanu Reeves or it's Sean Penn in Fast Times. But, okay, yeah. go on. Um, anyways, no, you have to – you know who's going to keep you from winning a World Series? The team that you face on Friday. Like, you have to win that series. And I'm with you. I agree that the Blue Jays... You can't think about anything beyond that. You're like, it's the... We're not looking past the opponent in front of us. Pucks in deep. Yeah, it's okay. I got you. You're very simplistic. You're very simple-minded. It's fine. This is a sport that, at the best of times, in a one-game or even a three-game scenario... Blue Jays were swept by the Angels. Yeah. Right? Like, in recent memory. For sure. Three games. Came, came off like one of the best road trips in franchise history through New York and Boston and then stepped on home soil and couldn't beat the horrible, horrible Angels in three straight tries. Yep. Like you have to do everything within your power to eliminate the randomness that exists in a nine-inning baseball yeah. game. And it, you admitting there that starting Ross Stripling in game two does not give you the best chance to win a baseball game is all – like that's, yeah. that's it. That's the end of argument. I you just need want to, to start give yourself every opportunity – to win every baseball game you can against the first team that you have to face. I think that Ross Stripling has proven that he can pitch in that game and you still feel like the favorite. And if you still feel like the favorite in that game, then I'm good with it if it helps your World Series chances. Anyways, this is so many questions, not just one question, so I want to keep it moving. Would you have one for me, or do you want me to go again? Yeah, no, I'll I'll give you one. Okay. Uh, Let's keep it simple. Is John Schneider's future dependent on this playoff performance? No, he's locked into his job. In fact, I just sent you a statistic about John Schneider. And I like this question because I was actually going to write this one down for you. But um, John Schneider has as many wins in the season now as Charlie Montoya had. Uh, and except for Montoya went 46 and 42, Schneider went 46 and 28, 623 winning percentage, uh, 101 win pace. Um, I don't think that Charlie Montoyo was the sole reason for why this team struggled out of the gate, but I do think John Schneider has mattered. I think that he's resonated. I think that he's been creative. Um, He's one of those guys where he has just had the right touch for what the team has needed at different points this season. And I would say that um, in a world where unless you're presenting me with, hey, Terry Francona is going to come here then I am not really interested. So, yeah, I just I, I don't think that there's another manager that would fit better with this team right now. Um, he's proven himself to me. It, it would, even if, like, think about it. Kevin Cash made the worst decision ever trusting that computer in World Series a couple of years ago. He's not gone. They they kept them. So I'm keeping Schneids. I, Schneids is my manager for next year. That's right. I called him Schneids. And all cringy like that. 
Yeah, no, that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I wish yeah. you hadn't done that. I know, but, but I do I agree with you. Um, okay. It, for all the reasons that you outlined and, yeah, the things that we've evaluated as outsiders that, that thought we thought would be real and now they're maybe manifesting themselves on the field. But also, secondarily, is that this front office, you only have so many managerial changes, right, yep. in, in your arsenal. And if you make that move, even though it's not a firing, because presumably that, – and that's, I think, what Ross Atkins was referencing a couple of weeks ago when he said that, yeah, John Schneider mm-hmm. is a long-term fit. It's like if he's not the manager, they're going to try and keep him in the organization – but, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Imagine, would you? Hey, would you do it for Terry though? Uh, would I? Yeah, he's not. Boy, Terry's not it, leaving. He's he's the Wolf of Wall Street. I, I don't know if he. This is my. I was the first one to raise the specter. That's why I'm asking, asking you. I said it. I I did it, and I saw you make a face, and so I'm just asking, would you do it for Terry? I I in that way, I kind of am evaluating John Schneider in the postseason because yeah, if there's some okay. some moves that go so around, like we know everyone. Terry Francona can win you a World Series. All right. Um, yeah, and and I don't necessarily know that he's 100 percent going back to Cleveland. His his contract expires at the end of the season. I keep asking around if anybody has any inside yeah. knowledge about the Terry Francona thing, but obviously this front office oh. loves him, and who wouldn't? The guy's yeah. headed for the Hall of Fame. I, I still I, – I wouldn't because of the institutional knowledge that John Schneider has, right? Sure. Like because of the history with, with Vlad and Bo, and that apparently is not just a thing that people talk about. It, it, it is – it's affecting the play on the field that he can bat Bo seventh, and then, you know, a month later he's the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. All right. Is Whit Merrifield the everyday second baseman regardless of Espinal's health and pitching matchup? Yeah, there's absolutely no question about this in my my mind. And I I think we're probably going to agree on this as well. This is a guy that was an all-star last year. He he was off to a slow start this year. He's in his 30s, and you thought maybe this is the beginning of the end, Mm -hmm. and maybe he's not quite at that level. But, like, last year is not that long ago. Had the the most doubles in the American League as well and the most stolen bases. Stole 40 bases. And and we know the drop-off in defense isn't uh, severe. But, yeah, he's got more speed. The, the 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 ceiling is way way higher with mm-hmm. Whit Merrifield, um, it, and we see the confidence emanating out of him the last couple of weeks. He said he needed to needed to be an everyday player. He's gotten the opportunity to mm-hmm. to be an everyday player, and all of a sudden he looks like the guy the Blue Jays thought they were acquiring at the deadline. So I agree, and I don't. Um, I agree that he's the everyday second baseman to open this thing. I just wonder what the actual threshold is if he does exhibit the signs of the first 30 game with Merrifield when the first 30 games, he struck out 20% of the time and had WRC plus of 45. Um, and yeah, it was spotty your play. And so I think that there is a real case to be made for the consistency. I also think that he's just an incredibly smart baseball player. And I was talking about this the other day about how his base running and just the decision-making that he has could totally swing a game like, and it has, it has swung games for the Toronto Blue Jays this year sometimes in controversy, but either way, I think Witt's the guy. I think that he's earned it. And uh, I'm not going to just say already that I'm ecstatic about that, him being the everyday second baseman next year, because I, again, the age and some of the signs and the streakiness, um, the on-base stuff. But either way, um, he's been red hot. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, do you have one for me? You want me to go again? Yeah, I can go. Go. Um, does this series decide who won the Robbie Ray divorce? Mm, kind it, it, uh, No. No, because because here's the thing. Robbie Ray, it was a different time when you, if you didn't get vaxxed, you couldn't be here. And so that was a big component of this that I actually think will always matter, right? It's just, 
you, you wonder what the parallels would be. I would rather have Kevin Gossman, but ugh, Robbie still can put it together, and it is the devil you know. Anyway, I just think that Gossman, for all the reasons that we talked about at the beginning of the signing, that he is going to be the potentially better long-term project. But boy, if Robbie Ray beats him head-to-head in a, in a game... Uh, do we know what the? Because I'm assuming Castillo is pitching the first, and that he's going to pitch yeah, the second. Yeah, he is. Well, that's that's the that's what's tricky about this question is yeah. we don't even know if we'll see Robbie Ray in the series yeah. at all. Like, yeah, Logan Gilbert is presumably going to start Game Two. The Blue Jays have handled yeah. him pretty well in a couple of. I would starts. not start Logan Gilbert in Game Two over Robbie Ray. I would be 100% starting Robbie Ray unless they're thinking about the me if they're up in a series <laughs> mentality. I'll I'll just say this: No, it doesn't determine it. But it's a pretty heavy weight in the ledger when we look at the future of it if he beats him head-to-head and he outperforms him, especially considering I think the, the Blue Jays' offense is much better than the Mariners. Well, I mean, that's for the narrative, that's the only way I'm rooting for Kevin Gossman to start Game 3 is if it's Robbie Ray against Kevin Gossman. And it would be pretty hilarious, amazing mm-hmm. to see those two guys face it off in a winner-take-all game. Sexy. And in in that scenario, it would be pretty hard to say that if Robbie Ray shoves and, like, throws a shutout and Kevin Gossman gives up four runs in five innings that the, the Mariners didn't get the better of of the deal there. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't a trade, but, yeah, that they signed the you. right guy. Yep. And, 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 and as far as the vaccine stuff, from my understanding, he Robbie Ray would have gotten the vaccine if the Blue Jays ponied up like all huh. things being equal and he got the same around the same money for uh from the Mariners that that he would have preferred not to get vaccinated but yeah the Blue Jays it oh, didn't totally preclude him from re-signing apparently in Toronto right. that's good to know I never I had never heard that okay so next question actually I'll, I'll stick with this one just because we're on this the subject what scares you most about the Mariners uh, it's the bullpen. It's the pitching because it can't be the offense. The bullpen right? has been. Mm. Yeah, I know the ERA is top five though in, yeah. in all of baseball. Just saying, there's been um, some spots recently, like even against like the Texans, where they've blown yeah. some games wide open. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody's. It's not the elite of the elite, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's a slightly better bullpen than the Blue Jays. But it's it's primarily the guy that throws a hundred who's been worth. Mm-hmm. the four massive prospects they gave up for the, at the deadline, and that's Luis Castillo. He's been spectacular. Not so much Gilbert, right? Like, the, again, the Blue Jays have, have seen him, and they've, they've gotten to him pretty well. And while Robbie Ray is mm-hmm. a lefty, we know the Blue Jays haven't exactly excelled uh, against lefties, and he had a pretty good start in his, his one appearance against the Jays this year. So it's, it's the pitching is an overall, and whether the Blue Jays – go through a three-game span where the offense is non-existent, which has happened at times this year, right? Like even, mm-hmm. And even last year, you go back to that great offense. Remember September, how, how anemic they looked offensively there. It, it's, it's the pitching. Can the, the Mariners pitching just totally neutralize the Blue Jays' one greatest advantage, and that's their offense? I'm not afraid, yeah. and this Neither may am I. back I on know, me, but I, I know. I feel offense for fun. offense, yeah. It's it's not team for not team. close. Team for team, I feel like yeah. The the Mariners have good starting pitching, and of course, they, anything could happen in these series is baseball. Like if you don't know that already, then you're probably not a baseball fan. This is the whole point of playoffs, and why it was more meaningful to actually make them before there were all these wild card teams. Is that you really were once you were there, you you know it was a good shot. You could beat anybody. Um, their starting pitching is scary. You mentioned their bullpen; they've been very good this year, but they have guys that I'm just you know it's not. 
The bullpen doesn't terrify me. Like, I think it's guys you can get to. What actually terrifies me is that I think Julio Rodriguez is having, like, a, a, like one of those just special seasons. And he just scares me when he comes to the plate. And Ty France's numbers are not as intimidating as they once were. Like, I actually think his OPS this on the year is now a sub-800. I could be wrong. But he was somewhere around there down the stretch. He scares the hell out of me. That is just a guy who gives you serious at-bats. And if he comes up in a big spot in this series, I'm, I'm going to be the, what was the shaking in his boots guy? Uh, that Jose uh, Bautista uh, oh. cursed us on? I can't uh, Ryan really. Merritt. Ryan Merritt. That's it. I couldn't. I had. I knew it was something like that because I had Merrifield in my head. Anyway, that, that's what scares me about the Mariners. I'm going to keep going just for this one because you mentioned the bullpen. Um, is there still nervousness with the Blue Jays bullpen? No. I mean, until they give up a run in a crucial spot, then yeah. <laughs> yeah well, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm saying right now because okay, since August 1st, Bass, Garcia, Romano have uh, thrown 61 innings and their ERA is 251. And, and I, I'm kind of hard-pressed to think about three guys um, that I've felt as good about in the, the Blue Jays' bullpen for a while. Like, this, this feel, that feels like a pretty damn solid trio. Yes, 100%. Now, the, the one thing I will say about Romano, and he said it, and it's mm-hmm. proven out to be correct, is that extended periods of rest are not good for him. Like, this guy loves to throw. And the idea of him pitching yesterday and then not again until tomorrow it's not forever so it it is important that he got into that game yesterday but no man that guy should be if if the blue jays need him for six outs he should be six outs which i mean the the idea that you're going to need even any more than those three high leverage relievers uh and then you you maybe throw in the lefty maze at some point like i I think the blue jays will be able to optimize those guys in this series yeah i I know maze has been good this year and i at times he's been underrated then times a little i think touch overrated but he is still the guy in the pen that scares me the most i I wish they were a little bit better at let uh bringing out a lefty um rapid fire for me still um with the game on the line two outs down a run um there's a runner on who do you want to see at the dish to me, there's no debate about this anymore. Same. and But the this way- is... Okay, but I know you're going to go different than me, but... No, I'm not. Oh, you, you're not? I don't know. I, I, mean, I, well, I don't know. I, it's amazing that I, I, you think you know what I'm going to say. I, I think I know. I think I know. Can I, can I guess what I what you think I'm going to say? Yeah. You think I'm going to say Alejandro Kirk, right? No, 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 no. That's, that's lunatic behavior. I don't think you're a lunatic. You're a smart baseball fan. I think you're going to say Bo. Yes. I am. I, and that's not my answer. Yeah, no, I don't know how you can say anybody but Bo the way how. he's swinging the bat right now. And okay. this is such a sport about, you know, recency bias and hot streaks and and how you're feeling at the plate and confidence. And and also, it should be said that, you know, we all try to forget 2020, but Bo didn't have a hit in those mm-hmm. two games. So he's still looking for his first postseason hit. Yep. I, I, I think it's it's got to be Bo. Okay. Well, I also believe in recent track record and getting hot at the right time, and that's why I'm picking George Springer. His last 14 days, he's got a 970 OPS. He's played 63 playoff games. Yeah, but what's games. he ever done in Hold the on. playoffs? Exactly. He's got 63 playoff games, uh, a ring, an MVP, and he's got the second most homers in Major League Baseball in the playoffs since 2017. No, he's the guy. Like, he's clutch. He's done it before, and he's red hot right now, and he looks right. So, no, the answer is George Springer. I, he's my number one in the confidence rankings. Okay, uh, last one. we got to keep flying. Do you trust Jose Barrios? No. 
Okay. What, what? Like, this seems pretty easy. Of course not. No, why would I trust those I can tell. It's just so many questions. I, I was just asking. He's had a couple of good outings. He's been up and down. I just, I was, I was curious. Do you trust those Burrows? His last playoff uh, start, by the way, was uh, in 2020 against the Astros. So happens. And he only gave up one run uh, over five. But it's like he was so different then that who cares? Uh, again, rapid fire. Gabriel Moreno. Siddle thinks he should be part of the playoff roster. Do you? I do because yeah, oh, so it would probably mean that you like can't have you Jackie that. Bradley oh, Jr. and and Bradley Zimmer on yeah. on the. I think you can and, leave well, Bradley Zimmer at home. Yeah, I'd leave Bradley Zimmer at home yeah. and and I'd carry the extra catcher. Yeah, me too. Did you have any other one for me? You want a rapid fire? Uh, who's the uh, non-regular most likely to have a huge moment? Tapia. Yeah, I've been on record for this forever. Rymel, I, I have it. Rymel Tapia is like you when you have an anytime touchdown score bet and you pick the backup tight end and you're just sitting there waiting for that red zone opportunity where he catches over the fullback. And, and I think it's going to be taps. I really do. Uh, okay, that was so many questions with Ben Ennis. Again, this is the good hour. We're going to do this once a week. I, I'm going to have you come on on Monday, by the way, to do this because it'll be after the series. So catch us on Monday. So subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Ben's already committed. We're going to go to the game on Friday together. Um, yeah, so hopefully we're talking about a Blue Jays series win and we're previewing a series with the Astros on Monday. Yeah, that'd be a whole lot of fun. Can't wait uh, to see you at the game on Friday. Absolutely, buddy. All right, see you down there. Subscribe, review, share. We'll see you tomorrow.